She's a licensed therapist. He's a professional educator. Together, they offer their experience and insights, normalizing concerns of everyday life. And now, here's the deal with Audrey Nelson and Devin Clapper. Oh, Audrey, listen, um, my goodness, I, I realize I'm looking through... Um, all of our of our notes for our upcoming episodes and topics, which, by the way, I, I know that you you probably lost that link to that document as soon as I sent it. You went nowhere near that document. Uh, I was looking though. I, I I I discovered this theme that was like so much of the content and so many of the topics that we were looking at and discussing were actually centered around our kids, which of course is great, but. I thought let's let's shake things up a little bit. So I'm 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 pulling from uh, an episode that's actually just about it's about adults. It's about adu- it's about working adults. So um, let me ask you this: um, I want you to think of a time when you were working somewhere and there was a coworker, or maybe even a supervisor that you just didn't jibe with for whatever reason. It, does a person come to mind when I when I throw that scenario out there for you? Yep. <laughs> I love that. So here's what I love about that, right? I think all of us have at least one person. Like if I say like, okay, worst coworker or worst yeah. supervisor, it's like, mm, yeah, yeah, preach. Um, so, <laughs> so here's what I want to do. I, I actually want to have a conversation about like how as adults, how do we actually, um, I guess, navigate the waters or get along with however you want to do it. What, how do I deal with coworkers that I don't like um i and i love the laugh that comes with that um so let's just let's just kind of push off from the dock from the get-go we don't even need to really ramp up for this one yeah um obviously as adults we're, we're in situations regardless of our employment and even like like i've i've owned a business before so i've been i've been um the sole proprietor and there are certainly even then with people that i worked with as other contractors and stuff that um i i had to deal with that i didn't prefer per, particularly like, and I, and I know you, you own your own practice, but I'm sure even now that they're not going to like your clients, obviously, but other people, other professionals that you have to work with that you, you may not jibe with. And so, um, I, I don't, do we want to start with personal illustrations or we don't want to just go and have the conversation? Cause I don't, I don't, I, I don't want this to be about calling people out. Per yes. Se. No, I don't think that we should do personal illustrations because it might be too easy to link up. <laughs> <laughs> And call and people our out. Warning, oh my God, is it me? <laughs> I is know. <it> me? <laughs> so, but you know, but I have worked a lot of places in yeah. many different industries. Um, and so, you know, I have many examples and for many different reasons, you know, yeah. there's, yeah. there's all kinds of reasons, especially with supervisors to really have a challenge at work with them. So it's, yeah. you know, it runs the gamut from just like, my supervisor didn't do anything and I had no respect for them Yes. to like, they were just a complete tyrant and mm. very authoritative, not collaborative at all. You know, yes. there's a, there's like a whole gamut. Yeah. Um, so I, I, and I'm pretty lucky I've had awesome coworkers. It's kind of like, I feel like what happens more often than not is when you have a boss that just is not a productive boss that you kind of, you kind of, you know, you gather with your, with your coworkers and you, um, 
bond over that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? Can <laughs> I just do a qualify? <laughs> yes. Can I just say, we're recording on a Sunday, and I have my, my weekend brain is, is on, and I'm yeah. like so much slower, and I cannot find words. Oh, that's so we're okay. just So we're just going to keep it like that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but go ahead, Devin. Yeah. So, so I, I know that there are a thousand and one different combinations out there, right? We've all got our different experiences. And sometimes, right, you're right, like it, when it comes to coworkers, sometimes the coworkers naturally bond with one another, even despite some of their differences and opinions or philosophies or whatever. And it's very much an us versus them mentality yes. against uh, perhaps the, the supervisors, the middle managers or the, the, the business proprietor, whomever it is. But there, there is also like tension from, from coworker to coworker mm -hmm. sometimes. So mm -hmm. I guess maybe let's just kind of, if we can, I know there's some overlap, but if we can, let's just kind of break those into, into two groups. One is kind of the me versus the boss or us versus the boss. The other is me and my coworkers or me versus my coworkers, however we want to label that. So from, from that perspective, listen, we, we all understand that some of us have to walk on eggshells or suck it up or do things that like, if I were in charge, I would do it this way. Mm -hmm. There's also a difference between differing philosophies and an actual like toxic environment. And yes. so for, for you, Audrey, where do you make that distinction between like, okay, if I were in charge, I would do things differently, or I disagree wholly where this is going or how this is handled versus like, this is actually toxic. Where, where would you as, as a therapist, maybe help walk your clients or even as a professional life coach, help walk your clientele through like, okay, I see that this is a problem per se, but it's not actually systemic within the job. So so I'm just going to kind of talk this through because we know I didn't read the show notes, so I didn't prepare. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, I think it's, I think it's, um, first of all, really checking in inside within you yeah. and saying, okay, you know, what is this touching? What is this? So is it like, is it something where there's something about authority or mm. something about not respecting my boss or even though they're doing their job and I would just yeah. do it differently? Yeah. You know, that's one thing. But if you're checking in and you're feeling intimidated, you're fearful, you feel threatened, scared, mm. Mm. um, you know, things like that where, where safety is at risk, your yeah. job is at risk, mm. you know, um, if there's any kind of intimidation, I think I already said that, but anything like that, that could be, uh, mentally, emotionally, and verbally abusive, you know, yeah. that is toxic and absolutely not okay. Yes. So, um, so I think that, that that's kind of where the line is. Cause there are some bosses who still do that, who will still be verbally abusive to Absolutely. employees. There's, there's coworkers that can be verbally abusive also. Yeah. So I think that that's what the distinction is. Yeah. Um, I, I love that because you, you are, you're, you're, you're identifying patterns, right? It's not just a particular situation where maybe the boss was wanting to push his or her agenda or, mm -hmm. or whatever else, but you, you see it not only happening to you, but it's happening to those around you. Yes. You know, my, my mother, um, was, I mean, she was, <laughs> her role I think was administrative assistant was the official title, but she was literally manager slash HR slash, um, <laughs> sales and business. She did everything for a company for over 30 years. Wow. I can't even imagine like, yeah, like that's not, that alone is kind of crazy that, um, especially now in today's age, we don't see a lot of people having that type of longevity in, in a single position with a, with a company. But what was fascinating, even as 
uh, a teenager when um, when I was a teenager and, and she she was in the midst of her career and throughout like I always could see like it was a very toxic environment not because of some of her knuckleheaded coworkers but because her particular boss did intimidate I don't remember how many times my mom came home and just like broke down in tears mm. and I like at one point at one point it got so bad that she actually um got anxiety medication to just deal with her job which is like that's that's incredible to even like verbalize um and so i know that we all handle things differently and i I know that we all try to cope differently audrey when when we see that though happening in the workplace when it's not just it's this one-time situation and listen i'm not excusing if it is a one-time situation but we all have bad days but if, if we see something that's very pervasive in how our boss, our supervisor, our business owner tends to deal with situations and people. Um, let, let's have an honest conversation. We we don't want to necessarily lose our job, right? We don't want to just walk out unless we've got something else lined up. But what are some coping strategies that we could use until maybe we do find something else to go to, as in like another job, another department, things like that? Mm-hmm. So, so I think it's, you know, this goes back to, here's an overall kind of an, a broad statement is yeah. to start, start today. If you're hearing this podcast, start today, start now really developing this relationship with yourself. So mm-hmm. really listening to your, <clears throat> your inner wisdom, your inner knowing that kind of that, that voice, that inner wisdom voice that's there, that's saying like, Hmm, this isn't right. This doesn't feel right. This person mm-hmm. is not a safe person whatever that is, really start listening to that and just practice that building that relationship with yourself in all areas of your life. Because when you get into business and you have those intuitive hits, what can happen, what can, I'm kind of, this is a little tangent and then I will answer your question. I'll probably forget what the question was. You'll have to remind (laughs) me, but I'll get there. So um, they're, so, they're in the show notes. You just, just refer to the show. Notes. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I think I seriously did lose the link. I'm sorry. So, um, so what happens is though, is it's very interesting, you know, how you might've heard before. And I say often is like, you know, when, when we're in long-term partnership, that's where yeah. we work out a lot of our family of origin stuff that still needs yeah. to be healed. Right. Well, that right. dynamic can also show up in any relationship. So, you know, we do relationship and we have experiences in relationship that can absolutely be tied back to our family of origin. So it can be very slow and subtle getting into this abusive relationship, this kind of intimidated, this um, this balance of power that is not equal in also the workplace. So that is really important. So the more that you know yourself and you listen to your inner wisdom and your inner guidance, the less you are to get to kind of wake up and go, holy crap, I'm in this really downtrodden, abusive, I have anxiety, I have depression, you know, relationship where really this is just supposed to be a place where I show up. I do my work, I get a paycheck and I go home. Mm. And and it might be, I don't mean it's that cut and dry. For some, it's like, I have creativity, I love my job, you know, whatever the totally. job is supposed to be for you. But right. when it turns right. into this other really emotional situation, there's going to be stuff that happens because you're dealing with other humans. Right. But when you have this overall feeling of whatever it is, negativity, it kind of breaks down your quality of life, then this is, this is a real issue to be looking at. So, and then you asked about coping skills. So I think 
you know, getting to know yourself, first of all, I think that communication skills are imperative. So going and either, you know, talking to coworkers or talking to your boss and and giving them feedback or asking for feedback. Mm. A lot of times what I see with clients is like, there just hasn't been a direct conversation about what the expectations are for the for the um, tasks at hand. So two people are having these ideas of what needs to be done, but nobody's communicating about it. Mm. And it's like, if we just had a conversation that might clear up a lot, but there's, but not everybody's, not everybody's an effective communicator. So, and it can be really hard for the person who is the employee to initiate that conversation. Yeah. But that is, that is one scale is like, maybe it's a simple conversation you know, having some clarification and it's okay for people to go to their boss and say, what are your expectations of me? Mm. That is an absolute usual question to ask. Um, and yeah, and I would say, and a lot of that depends too on the the size of the organization that you're working with, right? Like if you're working for a large tech firm, you may not even have access to your boss in that kind of way. Right. Right. Um, it might just be very top down old school management style and and you may or may not have an HR person mm-hmm. that can act as that, that mediator and stuff. I, I know that, um, I want to be careful here. Cause I, <laughs> as, as you talked about at the top of the show, I don't want to make, um, people or situations or employers, totally obvious, but let me, let me put it this way. I, I, I was at in a particular job in my past and the, the, the manager was very top down old school. I'm going to, you know, you worker as in me, um, you worker are, are here to absolutely implement my vision. You're going to do everything that I ask. And if you don't do it, then you're out of here. But, but, it, and I want to, let me, I guess, clarify that because it, it, that was communicated in a very blunt, hardcore way. Um, and I, I would go as far as to say that like, there was probably some like threat <laughs> behind it. Right. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just like, mm-hmm. Hey, this is our vision. You need to do this because I'm the leader and say, so I, I totally get that. Like but threat to your job. You mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if it's intimidation, uh, which it was in, in this particular case and in, in a previous um, situation for me, then it's like, oh, my gosh. And and then you can certainly get into a spot where, like, it it, it goes well beyond just not wanting to show up for work. It, it is actually impacting, you know, as you alluded to, it's impacting what goes on outside of work for you mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so is there a is there a... Is there a line in your mind, Audrey, when you get to the spot where you go like, okay, I have officially come to the edge of the chasm and either I need to change things radically and and maybe that's talking to that boss or maybe it's changed things radically and I just need to find myself a, a different position or a different job. Like what, what, what is that, that situation that that line in the sand look like? And I know that I- that's general we're looking for generalities in this i get yeah. that but yeah go ahead jump in i th- i think it's and i want to go back to your coping skills i, I didn't yeah. answer that either so let me do both of these i think that that's different for everybody i think everybody has their own line in the sand so, because some people can tolerate more than others yeah or yeah. some people have more self insight than others so some people might be getting affected by this and they just are not aware of it 
Yeah. You know, a lot of times what we do is we, we ignore what's happening for us on the inside and we just blame the boss or the coworker and we say, Mm. they're such an asshole or they're such a this or they're such a that. Yeah. And that might be true or not true. It's your truth though. So that's, you know, to be considered, but it's also, then we, then we take the focus off of how are we being impacted by something? And we also take the focus off of how can we then turn around and make a change? Mm. So I think it's different. I think, I I think it's like reflection is key here. So again, working on that, developing that relationship with yourself, hearing that inner wisdom within you that knows whether or not you're being treated right. There's a part of you that knows all of this. I trust that. And we all have it. It's just really getting through the layers of stuff so you could really hear that inner voice and take some time. It's a muscle that, that really needs to be built though. There's a lot of us who aren't used to just like, going inward and reflecting and listening to ourselves. Yeah. So it's a muscle. It's just like going to the gym. You want to, you want to get bigger biceps. You got to go do those like curls. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, <laughs> I'm like, just like, Oh, I can't wait where she's going. Yeah, <laughs> but you do, but you need to go back. Right. And yeah, you lift yeah. the dumbbell barbell thing and you lift it and you lift it and you increase the weight. And then you start yes. to see the shape of your muscle change. It's the same thing. Yes. Repetitive yes. action. Right. So same thing. So every night do a little bit of reflection. Like, like how was my day? What, what yeah. did I feel throughout the day? What did I feel when I had that conversation with my coworker or my boss yeah. and start to pay attention. And then you kind of, you to kind of start to build the line in the sand, so to speak. Mm. You're kind of like discovering what that is for you. But a yeah. oh, broad stroke statement, I would say it's something where you do bring things at home. If, you're, if your job is impacting your quality of life overall, then that's yeah. a huge red flag. And yeah. that's to be looked at. And in terms, in terms of coping skills, you know, um, I would say boundaries at work. There's so many people who who don't take their breaks, Mm. who their legal breaks, you know, that they're allowed to take, they don't take their breaks. They work way too much. They take work home when they're not getting paid for it. Yeah. Um, and the basics. So exercise, water, take your breaks to feed your body. Um, take your breaks to walk around the block, you know, on that 15 minute break. Yeah. Just the basics in terms of that, checking in with yourself, talking to a therapist, a coach, something like that, doing journaling at night, um, something to kind of foster that insight to see how am I really doing in this job? I think Mm. that that's really important. And then communicating, communicating what your needs and wants are, um, or asking clarifying questions of your boss or coworkers about what's the expectations. Like I talked about earlier, the thing that I think can be really toxic and can kind of build on the toxicity is when you join with a coworker over, you know, we talked about this at the top of the show over how bad a boss is. Yes. That's like trauma bonding, right? It's like yeah. you're bonding over <laughs> this negative yes, thing. Trauma bonding. Yeah. yeah. So, um, So it doesn't really go anywhere because you're complaining to the person who is not going to make a difference. So it's gossip, you know, it's not helping anything. It's just kind of, it's kind of moving the pain around. It's not releasing it. Oh, I think it's even worse than that. I'll just push back a little bit. I think, yes, it does those things, but I think it, 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 it magnifies it and then, yes. but it also, it, it twists it. And, and so I think there's, the, there's the obvious level of like, this is not working. This, this is potentially either a toxic person or a toxic work, workplace. But as, as it's discussed among coworkers, sometimes then like what was a problem becomes 
like uh, just this incredible monster that it's it's inflated yes. to to a level that often it's not quite at. And I, again, I'm not using that. Please don't take that, dear listeners, uh, as rationalization for anyone's crappy workplace behavior. But I like I will attest to that. Like I'll fully confess, there have been jobs in my past where I've been part of that dialogue. Me too. And and it's totally been like, oh, this is the worst place ever. This is the worst boss ever. Let's let's, let's storm and the storm the Bastille with pitchforks and torches. And it like you know reflecting back on now, I'm just like, yeah, like it's it's pretty bad, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah, and, but but I think that that's definitely looking at that though. So so what is the desire to reach out and gossip? Yeah. You know, looking at that, what is that? And usually it's something like, well, I'm not being seen, heard, or validated by other coworkers or by my boss. So usually what we're looking for when we gossip is validation. Yes. Like, isn't my experience accurate? And and isn't my perception accurate about my boss? And yes, we're going to join in that. But you're absolutely accurate. It doesn't do anything but create more of a toxic environment, inflate the situation. And in the realm of gossip, there's no room for solution. Yes. But, but there's no judgment with what we're talking about here. There's, but there's, it's, there's a, bring a curiosity to it. Why am I wanting to gossip? Why am I wanting to, why am I really looking forward to taking the break with this coworker so we could talk about this stuff that's not going to go right. anywhere or right. make any change? Oh, yes. because I feel validated. I feel like I'm not alone. I feel like, you know, we're in it together or we can have a laugh. Like it's the one yes. time that I laugh at work is when we're talking smack about our boss. <laughs> You know, so it's like you need Guilty. to be, yeah. So it's like, so it's like we need to have more, uh, we need to have more fun at work or at home. There needs to be more joy in my life. So behavior is just look at it, try not to judge it, but yeah. look at it and kind of peel back the layers and say, what's the motivation behind what I'm doing here? Right, right. To get, I, I love that because that that that's some that's some simple things that could even be done like on a drive home. Right. And, and I think that as we process that for ourselves, I think it's absolutely right. It, you said something, it's funny, um, a, a couple moments ago and it triggered something in me. You, you were, t- you had talked about, you know, the bosses that are, are asking you to, to work through breaks or the working lunch or whatever else. And well, first and foremost, like we here in the United States, we suck at taking breaks, whether that's vacations or just that 10 minute break we get in the mornings or afternoons or whatever. We, we suck at that. We need to get better at that as, as a culture. But I, I have had jobs in the past where there was an expectation and it wasn't even like an unsaid, unwritten expectation. It was like the verbal expectation that like, if, if the particular business got busy at any one given moment, you would just, you would just come back. And I was at, at one point I was so dissatisfied and so distraught over that. I would literally get in my car during my 10 minute break and just go drive around the block. So I couldn't be called back in during my break to to do more work. That's a beautiful, that's such a good example, Devin. That is such a beautiful example of healthy boundaries you know, of setting that, of saying, okay, if this is how this, if this is how the culture of this company is going to be. And I am aware that if I don't take my 10 minute break, it will impact my mood, my emotions, my mental state and my um, productivity, then set that boundary. And that's great for you to go, okay, you guys can do what you do on your end, but I'm going to hold the boundary for me. Beautiful, beautiful example. 
thanks, Audrey. Yeah, that's I'm gonna. That's the only compliment the you get for right the month. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. All right, I got my my treat. Move along. So the other yeah. thing that I yeah. sorry, can I? Oh, I mean, yeah, because you know I'll forget Please. it. It's, so it's, yeah, it's the other Audrey's thing. Audrey's the deal. We're retitling the podcast. <laughs> Audrey's the deal. <laughs> I call you a shit how many times? Probably five times a show. Yeah, and what's great is I've got my coffee here, and every time you 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 call me that, I take a drink. So. <laughs> so the other thing that I tell my clients to do is always keep looking for other work. Just keep looking. Mm, Just like yeah. how you scroll social media, scroll the job yeah. boards. Yeah. Scroll, scroll the LinkedIn or whatever it is. Like, just look because there might be something that pops that is in alignment with what you're doing now, or there might be something that's different that lights you up and goes, Oh, I want to try that. But keep yeah. looking because we can get so downtrodden in work because it's scary to be without work. It's like that is our, it, <laughs> you, you know, yeah, yeah, it threatens. Everything, right? Our our yeah. basic needs are threatened when we don't have money coming in. It's very right. scary. And especially when you're responsible for a family. Yeah. So so it it's it's very threatening, you know? Yeah. And so wherever you can have some sort of an experience of freedom in that, like continuing to look or looking within yourself. This is again building the relationship with yourself and seeing what is it that you really want to do. You know, and really looking at that, this is maybe a bigger conversation, but really like what is more in alignment? What is the work environment that I really want to be in so that I am not negatively impacted mentally and emotionally by my work and, um, and really keeping that inquiry open all the time. Just keep it open because you're also sending out messages. I'm going to get woo woo. You're also sending out messages to the universe that this, what I have right now is not exactly what I want. And I want something yeah. more bigger, different. And so I'm going to put out there that I'm looking, I'm open to the possibility of something different. I'm open to new ideas. Right. And so do that work just for the sake of just, just looking, no commitment to, to take another job, just look. Well, and yes. And let me just kind of push back a little bit on that because I, I think while looking is valid and good for several reasons, and I'll get into that in a moment, but and, and here's where I want to push back is I think often it becomes job porn. We, we start like scrolling LinkedIn or whatever website job postings that, that is of your choice. And you're just like, Oh, if only I could work there or only if I could have that position. And so I think that like, while it's good to go do that, don't use that to fuel dissatisfaction at your current position. I, I, so, so I think like there's a balance. Do not always think that, just a change of venue is going to bring resolution to your situation. Because as you alluded to, it could very much be our own junk that needs to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. So yes, go, go look, go search, but don't let that fuel dissatisfaction. Mm -hmm. Don't let that be your get out of jail free card for doing the work of, of self-reflection. And, and let me just add this to it because this is really what supports where you went. I had a, a supervisor in the past that, um, the, well, he was the president of the company. And what was fascinating about her, she said this, and I, I, I had to like sit back and think about it. But, but she said, I apply for at least one job every year. It doesn't even necessarily mean that I'm interested in taking that other job, but what it does 
is it helps me refine my own vision for me. And it also keeps those, those job uh, interview skills and the networking, it keeps those honed tight and, and very sharpened in the event that I do feel need to leave. It's not all of a sudden, oh my goodness, I haven't even, you know, brushed up my resume in the last six, seven, eight years. I haven't done a job interview in 10 years. And so like, I, I thought that was so crazy. Like if, if you're even moderately satisfied with your current venue, your current job, why, why would you do that? And I've, I've kind of taken some of her advice on, on, on that. It's just to be aware, like you said, just like always kind of have an idea of, of what's out there. And if something piques your interest, even though it may not be a situation where you feel the need to leave your current situation, it's sometimes good just to go through that process to either reaffirm where you're at or to keep those skills sharp. So when it does come time to, to go to the next chapter, you're, you're feeling good and confident about taking that leap to, to the next chapter. I think that's great advice. I love that idea. I think it's great. Yeah, it's, it's proven to be well. And I've, I've tried to do that uh, here and there. I'm not every year, but every couple of years, I, I, I will start to search for different opportunities and not even. So for those of you that are just joining us, I, I, teach high school. And then, so it's not even jumping from one high school to the next, but sometimes it's just getting into an completely different line of work. As an example, uh, there's all kinds of education technology firms in Silicon Valley, which is from where we're recording right now. It's our, it's our bedroom community about a half hour away. So I I think that there is value in that. And and I think I want to go back to something else that you, you touched on earlier, Audrey, and it, it reminded me of a quote and that's it. You know, when we get in a situation where, we, we might feel like, oh, I can't believe that just happened, or I can't believe that person, this boss, said this to me. It, there is, <laughs> as the quote goes, even a dog knows the difference between being kicked and being tripped over. So with that, understand that like somebody might be having a bad day. That doesn't necessarily mean it's a toxic workplace where that person is toxic or a bad boss or a bad coworker or whatever else. We all have bad days. So as you're processing and looking for those, those common themes in your work environment, ask that question. Like, was I just tripped over? Was it like the boss had a bad day? It could be something that totally unrelated that I'm totally unaware of or, or is like, Oh no, that, that was definitely a kick. That was definitely a kick. As we heard it, Oh, oh, you have something to say. I'm yeah. Thank you for yeah, <laughs> indulging me in my two minute monologue. I'll just but I'm something refill my coffee. You let me know. But something that you said prompted me to think of this too is that, you know, <clears throat> sometimes when we're in a job, especially if we've been in it for years, and yeah. it's kind of like like how I said, you're not even. It just it is what it is, and yes. you and you're like am I being treated bad? I don't know. And you kind of wake up and you're like, uh, I don't think that this is right. So if yeah. you just want to do just a check-in of like, how am I doing? Is this really a fit for me? How am I being treated? One of the yeah. recommendations that I would say is to don't compare, do this exercise, not at all thinking about your current job, come from a completely blank slate and write down, or you can do a vision board if you want, or just write down a list of characteristics about your ideal job. So yeah. that can mean outer characteristics, meaning like size of the company, how creative you can be, work environment, right. money, commute, all of that type of stuff. But yes. also write down the inner characteristics. How do you want to feel when you're at work? 
Mm. What do you want the, the value system of the company to be in terms of its employees? Um, how do you want the communicate, the value system around communication to be with the employees? How accessible do you want your boss to be to you and you to be for your, to your boss, yes. you know, all of those also, the things that are going to support your inner well-being, write down all of those characteristics. And then reading over the list, and as you read over the list, check in inside and see, are these needs of mine or desires of mine being met at my current position? Yes. So yes. that's that's a great tool to kind of externalize it to see where you're at in terms of how you're being treated, how happy you are at work. I, what I love about that, Audrey, thank you for sharing that, because I, I think that actually brings up a, a couple super important things. And, and I will use myself as an example for this. You know, when, when you're doing that, I, I agree, you want to start with a clean slate or, or just make it the emotionless as best you can. Right. And, and I will say this, like I've, I've arrived at a spot and maybe it's because I've arrived at a spot in life. It maybe has, has nothing to do with maturity as far as mentality by any means. And I know you'll, you'll concur with that. Um, uh -huh. but <laughs> but, but I think that I, I'll give the example of, I, I have had a position in the past where it, it was, there was a lot of anger, mm -hmm. um, at the organization, at the leadership. And there was a lot of, as I referred to earlier, job porn, just trying to go like, I, what show me a job that really speaks to me. And, and I eventually arrived at a spot where the anger was gone and it wasn't because I, I've just given up and given into this environment, but I arrived at a spot where it became very neutral, very free of anger or judgment or whatever else. And I just arrived at a spot I was like, oh, you know what? I understand where this organization or, or this supervisor, I understand what this person's philosophy is. And I also understand what my philosophy is. And, and I don't think that those two things can like run in tandem. Like mm -hmm. I don't think that they mesh well. And so from a very emotionless perspective, I could say, oh, okay, well, he here is what gives me life. Here is my kind of core philosophies on how organizations should treat people and things like that. And, and because that doesn't intersect with the current organization's boss, it's totally okay. I don't need to feel angry about going in a different direction or finding another job. I'm just pursuing something that actually aligns with my own core values. And I think that, yes. that distinction for me was a huge difference because I don't have to leave a place because it's bad. I don't yes. have to leave a place because I'm angry. I could leave a place or I could leave a person who's the supervisor merely because my own internal values just don't align with theirs. And that is okay. Mm -hmm. That's a, another beautiful, you're so on point today. Oh, thanks. you're like so insightful and on point. <laughs> um, that's another beautiful example, Devin, because I feel like there's so many people and I don't just feel this. I also witness it with my clients and, and in the past with myself, it's yeah. like, you know, with, with exiting or terminating any kind of relationship, it's like, it's yeah. so much easier in anger, yeah. you know, or, or there needs to be a reason or justification. I'm going to yeah. leave because of this. And I tell people, right. you don't need to leave for any reason other than it's not a fit. Yes, exactly. It, it doesn't, it's not a fit. It's not a work for, it's, it doesn't work for you. It's not an yep. alignment for you. Even if you don't yes. know why, like, I don't know why this is, but this is not in alignment. It doesn't sit well with me. I don't feel 
good, lit up, excited, happy in the presence of this person, this job, this work environment, whatever it is. And it's okay to leave any situation simply for that. Yes. So that's a beautiful example. I, I love that. So here's what's, let's do this. Let's do this because we, we've, we've painted the picture there. And as, as always, Audrey, right? Like anything that we get into, we, we understand that it's just a tiny snapshot of the many different strands and rabbit trails uh, of any topic that we talk about could, could certainly go down. So l- let's take a quick break and let's come back and let's just kind of wrap up and, and give our takeaways for today. We'll be right back. Okay, so again, we, we've, we've painted with very broad strokes, but you know, I, I love some of the things that we really touched on in this episode because I, I think, at least personally, like a lot of this rings so true. You have been so helpful in just actually helping me question some of my own, I guess, philosophies and, and some of the decisions that I've either made in the past or, or inevitably are trying to, to process and, and work through now. So at first, I want to thank you for that, and, and I do that with, with great hesitation because I, I know that like that's just inflating your ego, which <laughs> it's weird when you're nice to me. It's very weird. And when I'm Everyone's nice like, to you, listen, I'm like, who are I these people? To the right podcast? Yeah. What's going What's on happening? right now? It is like a love fest today and I'm so people uncomfortable. Are swerving off the road. <laughs> So, so as, as we kind of wrap up today, give, give us just a little bit of, of takeaway. Like what is, what is something that you would want one of our listeners uh, or all of our listeners to, to walk away with when it comes to like workplace toxicity or am I in the right place or, or any of the, those things that we kind of threw under the umbrella of our guiding question today? First thing is continue or start fostering the relationship with yourself. Mm. really getting to know yourself, listening to yourself, peel any of the layers of whatever's in the way from you really knowing yourself and listening to that inner wisdom that is definitely in there. So that means taking time to really focus on yourself. That can be in the area that can be, um, the tools for that could be therapy, reading books, coaching, um, journaling, meditating, just time alone doing yoga mm. with a, an intention to really focus within whatever it is, just intentional time to focus within yourself. How are you feeling? Yeah. Reflecting on the day. What feelings did you feel? What situations prompted certain feelings? Just get to know yourself. Yes. That's number one. The second thing is to really look at what is it that what you want to do? How do you want to feel in the job that you're in? And if there's anything that comes up that says, why can't I do that? Look at that and question that, Mm. you know, like how you were talking about the job porn and how it's like, oh, I really want that job. But, and it's like, well, let's look at that. Let's look at the, butt. let's look at that. What's coming up that's saying that you can't do something because if you can get yourself into a, a job or a career that you're really in aligned with then you may not have as many of these bumps in the road with people um, at your place of employment. Yes. So that's the other thing. And then if you are in a place of employment where it's really challenging, again, get all of your basic needs met. Hydrate, eat good food, take your breaks, move your body, communicate, and see if you can pull back on the gossip or the trauma bonding with coworkers. Yeah. Those are my takeaways. I love each one of those. And as you were going through those, I could definitely 
relate to each one, whether things that I have done well or were an absolute contrast to that and going like, yeah, I could have done that better or that would have helped me had I done that at the time. And I, I would just, I guess, springboard from that, Audrey, I guess from my perspective, um, that I, I encourage our listeners, if if you're in the situation, that I encourage you to be be courageous, but that doesn't necessarily mean be courageous by going to talk to your boss or, or going to talk to your HR manager, though it certainly could, but I be courageous to be who you are and don't feel the need to, to bring emotion into the decision with you, especially if it's one where you feel like that emotion might tend to be negative or based in anger and things like that. But I, I, I want to encourage you to be courageous in the sense of if, if the philosophies or the environment that you're in right now don't align with you, then it's totally okay. Be courageous to say like, yeah, this isn't who I am and be courageous to explore options that might more closely align to who you are. And quite frankly, and I guess here's where it gets scary, right? That could mean that you go to a completely different field entirely just to find something that aligns with you. And, and I think that here's one of the things I've noticed is, as I get a little bit more gray in my beard, and that is the more that you are in a workplace, since we spend most of our time in, in, in a workplace, the more that you are in a workplace, a work environment that aligns with your core philosophies as a human being, the better the situation is going to be. And even when the seas get a little rough, you understand that this place still aligns with who I am and I can work through those stormy times. So that, that that's my takeaway. That's what I would encourage you to be courageous. With that, dear listener, we are going to wrap things up again. We thank you for hanging out with us. We are so honored that you're choosing to spend a little bit of time with us each and every week. As always, if you are not already subscribed to Here's the Deal podcast, you can do that. You can do that on Spotify. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. You can also swing by Here's the Deal podcast.com and find out a little bit more about Audrey and myself. You can check out our professional coaching pages on there as well. And we will look forward to seeing you next time. Until then, remember, you can't pour from an empty cup. Take care of yourself first. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Here's the Deal. Be sure to visit us online at heresthedealpodcast.com to find our full archive of shows or to suggest a topic for a future show. Here's the Deal, normalizing concerns of everyday life. This podcast is a production of Be Heard Studios. To learn more about Be Heard Studios and its shows, as well as opportunities for those looking to begin a podcast, Visit us online at beheardstudios.com. Beheard Studios, creators of diverse listening experiences.